0: Well, hello and welcome to Shut Up and Listen with Shelly Novak. This interview has been a long time coming, which is funny because she's been a friend of mine for about 20 years or more. Ish. Ish, 20 years ish, which is tough because how did I meet you when I was 15? Um, I am really proud to have um, a force of nature, uh, someone who has... Changed my life without uh, batting the eyelash the way some people would uh, change a light bulb. She's changed my life for the <laughs> way for the better. I want to introduce lighting superstar. If you ever walked into a nightclub uh, from what uh, what year?
1: I started doing lighting in ninety six. So
0: if you Miami, walked into a nightclub in ninety six in Miami Beach for that next decade, anything you saw, anything you experienced, any kind of oral visual visual excitement, it was because of uh, Oral with an
1: A. People. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> We have in this. Well, I was gonna say, usually when I do it at my place, it's on an ugly couch, but we are in a beautiful penthouse, like a million dollar penthouse, because I'm interviewing Allegra Riggio.
1: Hello. Hello, Shelly Novak fans and listeners, and I wouldn't all call it, seven
0: of you out there.
1: I wouldn't call it a million dollar penthouse. I call it a million ruble penthouse.
0: A million ruble penthouse. This
1: entire building is filled with Prussians. It's,
0: be- it's beautiful. I love.
1: It's beautiful. I, I- love
0: the view. Uh,
1: your car, the Range Rover, if, we have in Moscow.
0: If I could, if I could explain the view, <laughs> it's a wraparound view. It starts at the ocean, uh, goes down uh, Collins Avenue uh, to the right. You've got all those little marinas where they dock their boats, the Intercontinental. You can see all of the Miami skyline and then to the west, I'm assuming that's Hialeah.
1: Uh yeah, very far southwest. I yeah. mean, I think in South Florida, the best view of any apartment is southwest.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely it's
1: stunning, gorgeous. You know why they call it Sunny Isles up here?
0: Yeah, no, it's beautiful. If I could live this way, I would. But I'm also the kind of person where I have a fear of heights. You do? Yeah. If You're you, doing if, really well. I can't. I'm doing really well because I've never lived above the second floor. If I can't jump out the window into someone's like the neighbor's holding a blanket mm-hmm. like a trampoline, then mm-hmm. I'm never gonna live. You know, I'm afraid. I don't even want to go down the fireman's ladder.
1: I think only the Russians would be able from this height to they, bounce you off. Oh, they would they're, parasail you know, they're, me. They're strong like bull.
0: You they, you could parasail. <laughs> like my cousin Olaf, I will parachute you.
1: This, is the be- this building is the best thing about 163rd it's Street. It's absolutely gorgeous. 163rd Street is horrible. But yeah. then if you take it all the way east, you get to this yeah. building yeah. and to the Newport Pier, which has a cute little restaurant.
0: Yeah, It's cute. It's cute up here. Yeah, You, you know, back in the day before... I think when you picked up your first lights in '96, there was a uh, all—I uh, guess not all nude—but there was the, the the best male strip club called the Boardwalk, right across the street from this place. Really? Yep. Not anymore. Though now it's in a those days, we
1: used to go to Solid Gold, where they had a men's review on the other side. It's crazy. What was crazy. that called? Was that where Channing Tatum was?
0: I think it might have been. It was called Le Bear.
1: Le Bear. That's right. My... Hilariously enough, when I got sick of hanging out in South Beach because I knew everybody when I was 18 already. Yeah. I said, let's go to the bar and, you know, make fun of the desperate women. We get up there. We have the best night of our lives. And then
0: you realize, did you realize at one point, oh my God, like, I, I am one of the desperate it. women. This is people
1: actually more fun than I ever gave it credit for. What did I know about anything? I, I was only 18. I love
0: male strippers.
1: Well, who, I mean, you know, who I,
0: doesn't? I just picked them. They
1: a, used to have a variety of them, though, back in the day. Yeah. Now when you go out to the gay bars, they all look exactly the same. Oh, which I love. With the harness and the, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the booty shorts, mm-hmm, and the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, what, the... Sneakers
0: with socks. Sneakers little, with little socks. rustling sneakers. They're not
1: wearing boots anymore.
0: A lot of them, like, a lot of them, like, you know, headbands are coming back, headbands are coming back. I want, listen, what, what about the laundry list of nightclubs you did the lighting at, starting yeah. at 96? Let's go, give me the laundry list. I know that I worked with you at Salvation,
1: Oh, yeah. Salvation was the first place that I did light. Um, that t- was 96. And the gays,
0: the gays love their lighting. Well, the it's gays
1: do, but the gays for the first four months that I worked there didn't speak to me or look at me because they were what I like to call... Uh,
0: afraid of you.
1: No, they just really fancied the guy who I took over from who was, oh. as far as I know, straight. He yeah. was extremely cute.
0: Oh yeah, you replaced one of their crushes. Yeah, I replaced That's one hard. of their
1: crushes. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. Um, and so
0: salvation. Did you ever work at Liquid?
1: No, but I used to. I used to borrow fog fluid from Liquid all the time. Very yeah. sweetly, the, yeah. the manager there who used to like me a lot. Isn't it uh, funny
0: that fog fluid? I what hate his name? fake Bobby, smoke.
1: Bobby Robert. What was his name? He had hair like John Fugel sang. He was uh, really cute, but he was way too old for me.
0: I don't remember because I actually.
1: I have it in my phone. He texts me every now and then. Let's see. If I it was- have people come
0: to me and I feel terrible. They come to me and this is the worst. I'll be like, Tommy, I was the manager. Fill in the blank. You worked with me for two years. You don't remember me, and then I start to think like either my mind doesn't have the room for these memories and I push them out, mm-hmm. or I just like early Alzheimer's. God forbid. But or
1: maybe they were forgettable.
0: That's the thing too. I said I actually actually when someone. Was like being really mean to me about it. I said, you know what? Maybe you're just forgettable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I felt bad, but it's the truth. So let's
1: see. It was Salvation for a salvation year. Salvation for a year. Nobody spoke to me or looked at me, not yeah. even the one lesbian bartender. Yeah. The, the people who liked me were the drag queens. Mm-hmm. Power especially really liked me yeah. because I cared about the drag show that they would start the night on. I would yeah. say, tell me what song you're doing, tell me what cues you're setting up, yeah. so I can, you know, make sure there are spotlights on you. And apparently, my predecessor didn't do that so Mm. we really turned the drag show into something more a little more professional so drag queens loved me but then after they were screwing me over for money for about a year Mm. um i went over and did shadow lounge and then that's
0: why i was forced to sell ecstasy just to get by (laughs) i can i can spoiler alert to 25 years later uh, yeah but um, can I ask a stupid question as a drag queen? Absolutely. What colors wash out the makeup, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? It depends
1: on the type of makeup. And also it depends on the skin tone of the person wearing it. Yeah. It's so much harder to um, light people who have darker skin tones than white people. Yeah. It's just a thing.
0: But what if you're wearing all the red blush and lipstick and red? Like what, I've, I've, I've sometimes gone, on to, gone into some light where all of a sudden it's like I had no makeup on at all
1: yeah that's unfortunate if you're wearing something red and walk into a red light it would look like you're not contouring at all oh, so people yeah. need to hit you with a different sort of light so they can see that contour yeah you know um or angle their faces way. like they say in show business know your light No, mm. you know find your light mm-hmm. you have to also understand the way that angles work yeah but stage makeup and like regular everyday drag makeup are two different yeah. things altogether. Depending on the queen, some queens look like they're really like slapping it on, like some kabuki style. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're really trying to make yeah. a very serious statement. And you know, I don't
0: know where they get the money because the the money that makeup is not cheap, and they, they you're going through it like 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 a lot. Yeah. Me, I mean, I've always been like Jennifer O'Neill or Allie McGraw. I only <laughs> I've need a, always
1: thought you had a very natural. look. I only
0: know. need a light dusting of yeah, a light, a light a dusting light of dusting, powder, and you know,
1: just a kiss of powder. Literally, kiss, a I'm kiss just, of the coat. Throw me on
0: the back of a, uh, a, a horse and, and get me some sunflowers, and I'm ready to go.
1: After four months of working at Salvation, eventually finally yeah. Abel Aguilera, who oh, was our yeah. house DJ, finally he looked at me Who's still going and he sort of like winked at me and then we were cool. cool. Like I, I really had to ride out this yeah. sort of angry yeah. wave of male homosexual like arg yeah. I don't know how else. Well to they, take, it. they but take then they loved the circuit,
0: me. They take circuit clubs and circuit parties extremely, extremely serious. And I came to realize, maybe in my own opinion, that the circuit gays, a lot of people, you lose your family, and these, these gays that you're working out with, that you're going to the club with all the time, you're going on vacations, what become your new family, mm-hmm. and so these circuit get-togethers, you know, there's no, there's, there's, I don't think there's, you know, there's no, uh, why wouldn't they be on Thanksgiving, and they're around holidays, New Year's Eve, like the, you know, the times when you would be with the family per se, but you're with your circuit family. That's why they were so serious about circuit parties.
1: Actually, for me personally, I think that it was just that they loved Drew.
0: They, they and who the loved fuck was I? They, yeah, they loved. Yeah. Basically,
1: I mean, yeah. and I was also like right now. I look like I ate that girl. Like I was teeny tiny. Yeah. I was extremely like rave fashion no, forward.
0: You were still gorgeous. You were. Um, you were mati- I worked
1: really hard, and I learned. everything You were emaciated
0: the back then. Okay, stop you know what? saying that. Like. If
1: I- if I moved here for another two months I would drop 20 pounds like instantly it's, it's too hot to eat anything yep, yep. as I say this before this giant well it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving it's
0: Thanksgiving it's when Thanksgiving we're, when we're recording this so you have every right in the world and by the way people you can't see it even her Thanksgiving plate is dainty like the the, por- the colors are the very the portions nice. are ridiculous like an like artist's it, palette it looks like an artist's palette and the portions are tiny you
1: <laughs> but you know there's so many different choose from you had to have a little bit of everything yeah yeah. but we also did raves we did a lot of raves and there was a dj who was also on what's the university of miami station wvum the university of miami uh, station and there was a dj named duncan ross who Mm. i'm still friends with and he was on wvum and then he came and he would do raves or he'd play at raves anyway and i remember the first time i saw him he was just sort of glaring at me because that those were the days where the dj booth was right next to the lighting booth Mm -hmm. just sort of gazing at me lovingly and he called me the goddess of light or the princess of light or something like that. Something like I don't remember. Yeah. And it was the first time anybody had ever called me a nickname when it came to lighting. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. I used to wear angel wings. People called me yeah. angel.
0: Yeah.
1: Light girl sort of stuck because yeah. that made sense as a middle-aged woman. I don't know about the girl part anymore. Light lady. Lady of the, lady of the light. Lady of the
0: light. Light know. lady. But um, I had
1: a great time. Those, I mean, I... Yeah. Those were really good times to be a 21-year-old with boundless energy. Yep. But the best part was that they left me alone. They yep. left me completely alone. And in my entire life, I had never been allowed to just develop uh, you know, some sort of artistic business... Yeah. core without getting harassed by men.
0: What, what was the first place you were actually able to use your vision to make the lights? Uh, was it Shadow Lounge? Because you had a long tenure there.
1: Well, there was a guy named Joe Zaymore who did the... Uh, he did the um, design, But he yeah. wasn't getting those lights up off the floor. I got those lights up off the yeah. floor. But it was really a, um, salvation because after I'd worked there for a couple of months, I'd taken everything down. Yeah. And I rearranged it. And it made the room look like four times bigger. Yeah.
0: What did you do? Like, you sneak in in the daytime and do it yourself?
1: Yeah, I didn't sneak in and let
0: yeah. me in because you have
1: to, like, clean things and yeah. stuff. And, yeah. But, um... Uh, that following weekend, somebody broke in and stole two of the lights. Oh, shit. So then I had to take them down again and rearrange them because the club wouldn't replace them. Yeah. So I really started to experiment with design there. Yeah. And then at Shadow Lounge, I ran into Bobby Brandt on the street, and yeah. he was like, "Why don't you come do lights for me?" And they
0: had, were they had were they already open or they were they just were opening, they or? were
1: opening in a week. And they hadn't hired anybody yet. But nobody was really doing it the way that Drew was doing it up at the edge in Fort Lauderdale at Salvation. It really came from the rave and gay scenes, Mm -hmm. big rooms with clubs, Mm -hmm. uh, big rooms with lights. And so I walked in. It was a week until they opened. And you know how clubs are in Miami. Like the day you open, the paint is still wet on the floor and the walls. So I just looked at it and I went, these boxes should be empty and those lights should be up by now. Like, what do you mean you only have seven days?
0: Yeah, dress the room. So
1: I just was like, okay. And I, I, I was crawling through like crevices in the ceiling yeah. trying to run
0: but The shadow table. lounge used to be an old... Um, it
1: was Zeptepi. It
0: was, yeah, but it was an old... And uh, it was what did ben. they call that? It was an not old... Not um, No, Le ben
1: was not... Like, it was... Um, where did the, oh, where did the it Jewish... It It was uh, Vendel.
0: Yeah, but it was—it used to be an old synagogue. Probably. That's what it was. Is that it was why a it's shaped that Yeah, it was an old, where the where Jewish people go to pray. Not right. a church, but a synagogue. Well,
1: that was before me because when I came to the yeah. beach in 92, it was Vendome, Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, God, that I, was a I, long Honest time to
0: God, it used to be a synagogue, someone told me, and I'm telling you that. It,
1: the shape did, of it makes sense.
0: Do you believe in ghosts? No. No? I right. believe that people that fear what was... they
1: can't understand.
0: Oh no, I have no fear of uh, ghosts. Uh, but I'll tell you something: that place was haunted.
1: Oh, bullshit!
0: That place was haunted. Every picture I have that I took with a camera, in uh, as
1: opposed to what standing in front of a Renaissance painter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and so when I wasn't being sketched in charcoal <laughs> by by by, um, by my my personal artist that follows mm-hmm. me around.
1: Paint me like your French girls. My dad.
0: portrait. My portraiture. Draw uh, me
1: like your French girls.
0: Dad. Um, no, every picture, every photograph I ever took in. Uh, Van Dome, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a strange orb or some kind of strange glow. It's a flash. No, there was, there was ghosts. It's that place flash. was haunted by it's the... It's a flash. It was haunted by the ghosts of the Yiddish Theater. Really? Yeah. I, why yeah, would yeah, there yeah, be, yeah, 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 I'm telling you.
1: Why would there be ghosts there unless the people died there?
0: They're so angry that you guys turned their beautiful synagogue into a nightclub. We...
1: We're like the fourth incarnation of that building as a nightclub, okay?
0: I'm just kidding. I just wanted you to say, oh my God, yes, it was haunted. This happened. No. Nothing?
1: Although, perhaps after my um, descent from that place yeah. into hell yeah. and when I left in a blaze of glory as yeah. I like to say my blood is still splattered on the walls of that place yeah. it doesn't matter what it will ever be until the end of time yeah. my angry spirit and yeah. I'm an alive person my yeah. angry spirit yeah. still lives in that fucking building oh wow
0: uh-uh. do you think why? Because did they held on to all the lights you created with your own little hands it's a
1: long story
0: yeah well you know if you want we can go in someday and just rip it all out
1: I mean... we we'll dress
0: as exterminators, say we are go in a spray for bugs, and we'll go in and steal my, everything back. My
1: husband feels so strongly about, about my the place story, down? about you know, how I got into lights, <laughs> yeah. and how we built Shadowland, and what happened. Yeah, He really wants... He's, for years, he's been telling me to write it down, because write he thinks it it's a something? great story, yeah. and he wants to turn it into a movie or television show, but it's, I'm so close to it. Yeah. Like, you know. So Dahlia and I... Yeah. Dahlia Heyman, a great friend of ours, who's a wonderful writer and producer... She, uh, she's going to sit with me And listen to my stories And see if she thinks it's viable But oh. somebody should do it And it better yeah. be me Well I think it's else adorable
0: it, I just hope that uh, You know They get Margaret Qualley To play you Angie Andrew McDow- Andrew McDowell's daughter
1: Does she look she's Indian?
0: G- she's gorgeous No but she has big brown eyes
1: you No know, I know Andy McDowell Listen if we don't
0: that. get Margaret Qualley, They're going to get Mindy Kaling Do you want that?
1: Uh, she'd be great. She's a bit old, though, because I was 21 when I built her. Forget it. about it. Forget no, Margaret
0: Listen, William Morris, if you're listening, Margaret Querley, let her know we want her for the illegal I would story. have to
1: choose the person. You'd
0: have to choose? Oh, yeah. Okay. You could go online and look her up now, right now. I don't So mind.
1: after Shadow Lounge, yes. I was bouncing around. I built a 320, which was on Lincoln Road yep. between Washington and Collins. Yep. The, yep.
0: Was, was it Chris Pacheva?
1: Michael Capone. Oh, Michael
0: Capone, And okay.
1: that was my design. Yeah. And it was great because you would walk in, yeah. and the DJ booth was in the round in the center, mm-hmm. and all the lights were against the back wall, so when you walked into the room, it was like walking into an embrace. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun with that, except for, because of the, the closeness of the audience to us in the DJ booth... People kept touching me, and I don't do well with people touching me. Ooh, so I actually put I up, remember
0: how the DJ booth was like almost like the busboy station. I actually
1: put up a lit sign that yeah, I made that said, Don't says, touch don't me. Don't touch the light girl. She bites. Yeah. So, yeah, and rem- then Michael got I so remember, mad at me. He's I like, remember. we have to take that down. I said, does it say information over my head? The answer no. was no. If people want to know who the song is by, ask the DJ. Yeah. What do I look like? Yeah. A historian? Yeah. I would always say the same thing, but like, it's Duran Duran. Yeah. They're like, but that's a woman singing. I'm like, uh-uh, Simon Levin. Bon.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, good. Can I request a song? How much money do you have? Yeah. The one time we took money from a person, some moron came up to, uh, to the booth at Shadow Lounge. He must have been a friend of one of the owners or else yeah. how was he going to get up there? And he was some like rich bitch tourist, whatever, I don't know, high-rolling probably scumbag, and he...
0: Which was the original name for Art Basel. Well, you know how Art. I feel about they, Art Basel. Oh, we'll talk about it. Don't worry. Like,
1: Shh. This is a Russian <laughs> building. All the rooms are bugged.
0: <laughs> don't... No, we'll, we'll talk about it, comrade.
1: So, <laughs> this guy comes up, and it was when? It was after Will Smith had released Miami.
0: Oh, don't Welcome to yeah. my,
1: Bienvenido a. Oh, yeah, for
0: yeah. Six. Was he. So $100,000 cars. Everybody's got them. Oh,
1: for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Okay, go on. I think he was filming Bad Boys, too, down here or something yep, like that. Yep. And so it's. Uh, I don't know why
0: we weren't called to be extras in Bad Boys Beyonce, Forever, part three.
1: It was George Acosta, so which it meant it was like a hard trance deep so, house sort of night so and this guy comes bags, up This, 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 truck, bags, this up? comes up and he goes hey can I request a song so I on cue say how much money you got and he goes I have $200 bills I'm like what you have $200 bills are you going to like the strip club after he's like no 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 I have two $100 bills and George and I look at each other I'm like do you have Miami, somehow? And he goes, Yeah. So each of us took a $100 bill from this guy and we stopped everything and we played Will Smith's Miami song and everybody just sort of looked at us like, What is happening? And we were just bragging out. We were like, because, you know, if you're, if you're acting like you love it yeah. in the DJ booth and people look at you confused, then they will kind of like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah. people are lemmings.
0: Yeah, when it's kind of like an aerobics class, too, they're kind of looking for a teacher. That
1: oh, was great. We had so much fun at Shadowlands. That's so funny. Until I crashed and burned out of there.
0: But you grew up in Hollywood, Florida? Sort of. Sort of? A little bit? I'm from you...
1: Staten Island, New York. Okay. We moved to Sao Paulo, Brazil okay. in 1982 when I okay. was seven. You we, we weren't even born yet. And, yeah, I wasn't. Um, I was just... Yeah, cause I'm, we, only, I'm only
0: 27, so it's like... We I were in Sao
1: Paulo for two years because my father was a foreign service mm-hmm. um, worker, a mm-hmm. uh, foreign service officer.
0: Did you pick up any Portuguese?
1: Yes, I, I learned how to speak Portuguese fluently. Oh, I was because say. kids are yeah. amazing. Yeah. Kids are yeah. sponges. Yeah. Um, what is happening over there? Um, and then we moved, back, we moved to South Florida when I was nine because my father wanted to be near his mother who lived in West Palm Yeah, and this is where and then Hollywood Florida is where I like to say I languished in obscurity until mm-hmm. I busted out and started hanging out in South Beach because you 17. kind of went to
0: high school in, in Hollywood then yes yeah, okay. I did
1: go to high school in Hollywood I went to a summer program up at uh, in Connecticut at Rosemary Hall which I loved but um, I wish I could have gone the entire time But if I had I wouldn't be sitting here With you doing your Delightful podcast Well
0: there you but. go Exactly No we're watching If everybody We're watching A helicopter Make circles above the beach It's a black helicopter It's, it's
1: like the evil Helicopter from it, Magnum Pia.
0: Yeah it looks Yeah it's it definitely black. Looks like uh, Not look, red yeah, like T.C. Yeah yeah I was gonna It's not a happy one Someone Rick is not Rick is worried he's Something on a... Something
1: stupid is happening. Is-
0: Higgins, Higgins.
1: <laughs> no, what? no, no, they're it going in around.
0: circles. That looks... They're looking I for- think it's
1: the Russians because no. this building, I am telling you, this building is bugged.
0: No, that they just... That won't. was
1: them doing dance for us, letting us know that they're No, I just hope anything. they're
0: out there just trying to keep us safe.
1: I hope they leave all of those... Birds anyway, nobody well, can hear us. Nobody can see well, what listen, we're looking I at. I hope
0: that I swim and hit a big bale of marijuana because everybody else seems stupid. Me,
1: you know what? I Why does everybody else get
0: to find a bale of marijuana in the in the ocean and I find I find seaweed? I
1: thought like the three little pigs. Yeah, your house was made barrels uh, bales of marijuana. Wouldn't that be awesome? I don't know if the. Big Bad Wolf would come and blow that down or no. blow it up or no, but, whatever no, but people I'd probably smoke pot there. No, but I'd probably
0: <laughs> smoke my den. You'd see, <laughs> be like, wasn't there a third bedroom? Right. Oh, you used to have one. We're
1: minimizing. We're minimizing. You know what I'm forgetting? When I was doing lights at Shadow Lounge, I yeah. was also doing lights at The Mix, which was yeah. an after-hours after oh, place. Gosh. Yeah. I would put I would strap on my rollerblades and I would zip right down there at the yeah. end of uh, Shadow Lounge. Within five minutes, yeah. we, were, we were there for, until like noon the next day. Yeah. That was so great. Yeah. I would always wear a bikini under my clothes because by the time you got to the mix, it was so hot in there.
0: And then you could go for the. I would the... just take
1: my clothes off, except for my giant Jenko pants. And I would—I I had ice, and I would be handing out ice to people yep. and Gatorades. And they would bestow upon me little, like, rave gifts, like, you know, those those plastic rings that lit up. Mm-hmm. Um, candy, or, you candy, know, like rings. candy rings. Candy rings or, like, necklaces, little necklaces clothes made sticks, of plastic. Clothes clothes sticks. Yep. I had a little doll that was like the boxing nun, Yeah. but I I, I I taped little, remember those glow sticks you would keep in your mouth for some it's reason? Tiny little glow sticks. So I had tiny little glow sticks taped to her her fingers, yeah. or her, her punching uh, hands, and then I would dance with her to people and freak them it,
0: like, it looked like a little nun was... Uh, it yeah. was great. I
1: was even the best. Yeah, time. Well, when you're on
0: the ecstasy and you throw a couple of glow sticks in a little nun puppet's hands, everyone's a winner.
1: Hysterical. Everyone. I have very fond memories of that place. That was crazy. We're thinking so, about doing a reunion with Gio. Yeah We'll see We'll
0: see Listen if we do Can I dress up as as a cop And raid the place At the end of the night
1: I think you have to
0: I would think that would be so fun i turn the lights on But you have to have your
1: You have to have your Shelly head on Yeah oh yeah No I wouldn't break my
0: brand Yeah I would be like Angie Dickinson And then the rest of it Is
1: like Cartman as a cop
0: Yeah I would do like Angie Dickinson Police You have
1: to respect Your authority
0: Yeah Oh, I was thinking more like a red turtleneck with some bell bottoms, like Angie Dickinson, and mm. just be like, hey, oh yeah. Maybe one of the little show, little sh- we could get Dahlia. I can let Dahlia could lend me one of her little hats, her
1: chapeaus. one of her
0: sh- show and chapeaus. Yeah, I did lights
1: at like amnesia, and yeah. I put in the lights at. What was that place we talking about? KGB. KGB. If, if for everybody that's
0: bugging this place, there was a place I called KGB. I loved KGB. I feel. I feel like Don Don Henley when I say that. Boy, the cocaine was real there.
1: I never in my life. You never life, did. No, no. That's, and
0: that's. I don't know. That's what I always loved about you because I knew I could always get an honest answer because you were to. I've always
1: there. been squeaky clean. Yeah, with
0: would know. Yeah, no, you know, ulterior motives. My, I myself, I went. I covered all the bases, and now I just my favorite. My favorite vice is napping.
1: You know, I'm, I'm with you on the nap. I didn't even really drink until at Shadow Lounge because Dade used to bring up um, a bottle of the Perrier-Jouet Bellepoc Rosé yeah, yeah, yeah. every night that yeah. I was there, yeah. and so then I. Well, it's hard
0: to binge drink on champagne. It's just it's it's not.
1: It's fe- also like the loveliest champagne. Yeah, but it's not
0: feasible, really. In a sense, you fill up too quick. It doesn't give you. It's not it's easy Where to else? That.
1: I did lights everywhere. Yeah. Cameo. I loved cameo. Cameo so fun. Yeah,
0: I, I remember Eddie Delaguardia did the lights at uh, Liquid. I know that because that's, mm-hmm. that's why I met him there.
1: Also. Um, who else? You never uh, worked for
0: Prince at uh, Glam Slam.
1: No, no. But I used to help out Todd when it became what, what it was after it was level. Mm. Lucy, well, the thing is, there was me, Ross, Todd.
0: Ross Lights, Ro- Ross, Rossberg right. Ross. still doing lights. Um, good when for he, him. Yeah. All when, of us. When he's not doing, um, such good work with Puerto Rico, the kid. Every, every time I turn around, he's bringing supplies to Puerto Rico. He's the greatest. And this is what two years after the he's done more for Puerto Capone's Rico. Doing
1: a lot of good work too.
0: Yep. Yep. And uh with his And who's that mission? other chick? Uh, that's involved. All I know is that the
1: Bethany Frankel. Yeah. From the Real I think, Housewives. Yeah, but New not,
0: York? yeah, that's that's one but they're all working on a little crew but that Ross has done more for Puerto Rico than our own, their own our own government that, is has. Is he Puerto
1: Rican? No,
0: but I think I'm, maybe his, his boyfriends well, there or something know, or his the family's thing. there or something. Living
1: in LA, I feel like I've fallen so far from the tree. Maybe he just wants when to help people. Anything happens on, you know, in the Caribbean, on the East Coast, especially yeah. the Southern East yeah. Coast, nobody in LA talks about it. Yeah. When the hurricane, uh, excuse me, when the um, earthquake happened in Haiti. Yeah. All of my Miami friends were like getting their rich bitch friends who have mm-hmm. uh, planes yep. together and yep. filling them with food and getting them down Pitbull
0: was flying supplies down before the go- our government would. I well, mean, hey, it, it is what it there's is. There's
1: such a huge heart in nightlife yeah. in Miami yeah. and yeah. New York. Yeah. You know, that's something that I'm really, um, it's, a, it's a community that I'm very proud to yeah. belong to but they're just two real do-gooders. Michael has been extremely impressive, yeah. especially, and we have well, such old friends. I've known Michael since he was 17. No, I was 17, and he might have been 18 or 19. Yeah. He was so young, the parties he was selling out at Paragon, was it Paragon? What was the place um, where Jerry's Deli is now?
0: Warsaw. Warsaw. Oh, my God. Warsaw.
1: Yeah. He was throwing these amazing uh, parties at Warsaw, uh-huh. and he wasn't even old enough to get in. Yeah. Those were the days, my, you know? My, best,
0: my th- best Warsaw memory is I'm, full, I'm in full drag in the Budweiser dress. <laughs> and somehow I get into the $1,000 strip, stripper finals, <laughs> and I'm up against eight gay-for-pay steroid bodybuilders, okay? Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, it's by audience applause. So I had a friend of mine, Jeremy, God rest his soul. He said, I'm going to bring air horns from hockey games. And we're going to strategically place. Charity was one of them. Charity Chacon. Mm. And I had my friends strategically place. So when it came time to to clap for the winner. Mm -hmm. But then again, I think I was going to win anyways because I came out... To I touch myself by the divinals. So good. And I stripped completely naked. It's amazing. Completely naked because I was in my twenties and that's what you did. I mean. But I was in drag, drag is Shelly Novak. Everyone claps wildly, the air horns go off, the meter goes flying through. I win. Those gay for pace strippers chased me out of Warsaw with a thousand dollars in my purse. They chased me out the back with pitchforks and torches. <laughs> Like the villagers in Frankenstein, because they were so pissed off that the drag queen won the thousand dollars when they had been pumping steroids and, you know,
1: they you get... know. But you know, if naked. you go
0: out there and just get naked and wag your dick back and forth, you're not going to get the thousand dollars. I flash danced. I wanted that money. You? I set up air horns.
1: You won't be surprised to hear that I've had a similar instance in my life.
0: You stripped at Warsaw too.
1: Picture it.
0: Oh my Jesus, Tom! You stripped <laughs> at Warsaw. No. Little little Pollyanna stripped at Warsaw.
1: 2002. Mm I I'd I'd always had an apartment between here and New York, so I was doing lights in both places after 1996. So I left Miami in 2002 because 10 years in South Beach is enough for any sane person.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: moved to New York within. There were five (coughs) five good jobs doing what I do for a living. Yeah. Within two weeks, I had a job at um, Webster Hall. And everybody made fun of me. They're like Webster Hall; it's a tourist place. I said Webster Hall is within rollerblading distance of my house. And that's
0: all I care about.
1: Webster Hall has been a working nightclub for over a hundred years. Yep. Webster Hall is a Ticketmaster venue. They have the best concerts.
0: Yep.
1: Fuck you all. Yeah. And by the way, I'm working in your not.
0: Yeah. So thank you.
1: Um, that year Halloween, I wasn't working that night because yeah. I would share it with this uh, the other guy who was there, and. Um, so I got all dressed up and I went and I got all dressed up in this sort of like renaissance clown well let's just say masquerade yeah huge hat um like a mask, or a black, yeah black and white and red yeah and mask the only part of me that you could see well, you t- was from my nose down yeah. t- my neck and then here yeah to the top of my lady bits
0: you gave him a little titty
1: that's it though I had yeah. gloves I had you know so you a like long a sexy
0: Poirot or whatever they call that
1: yeah um more like a
0: a jester? Masquerade,
1: like Venetian masquerade. Okay, all right. So they, my, my friends who worked there convinced me to uh, enter the costume contest. Mm-hmm. I said, for which category? They're like sexiest, obviously. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know about that because all the other girls were like uh, bi- S- bikini army girl, bikini construction girl. S-
0: yeah, slutty, slutty French maid. Yeah,
1: whatever. And slutty, so slutty they convinced shade. me to go out and do it. I think they just needed another person. Yeah and these girls all went out and they did their sort of pay for hire sort of whatever pay for play yeah. act you know yeah. crawling all around with their asses in the air Stripper, stripper work. and me I don't even remember what song it was but I just sort of twirled around and took my hat off and winked and people were into it and then I made it to the second round and then the next round I sort of like lifted my, my, my giant vinyl skirt up and to yeah. show like my you know my leg which was covered with black and white striped leggings yeah. but they like freaked out because it wasn't All on display, there's an air of mystery there I mean, you didn't have an air of mystery No, not at all,
0: I was literally full Bush It looked like James Taylor in concert
1: (laughs) Well, anyway, to make a long story short I won, and it was crowd It was the crowd cheering and stuff They just, everybody's just You never know how it's gonna go I got a thousand dollars, which helped me pay my rent that month Yeah, yeah And, you know, none of it's on camera, which is totally fine Yeah yeah. Just, we didn't, those didn't were the have days. Those, those were the days. Yeah, and I
0: know. You know, when I tried to relive my youth, I, I was up at the Ramrod in Fort Lauderdale about a month ago, and I, I, I uh, went into a, a hot ass competition. Yes. I came in fourth. There was only three contestants. <laughs> yeah. Think about that for a minute. You know, so like, I figured It's time to time to hang it up, trying to win things for nudity.
1: It's like you and I have lived parallel lives.
0: We really have. We really, really have. Only you've done the classy, sober version. <laughs>
1: Mostly sober. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Champagne doesn't count. Yeah.
0: No, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. So lights
1: everywhere. Yeah. The edge. The chili pepper. Yeah. You name it. Down here so in when New you York, leave- it was Twilo, Tunnel, Limelight, Cielo. All the great places back in those days,
0: yeah, so you, so basically you know you have an eye for that thing, and if you and I think the new generation, these kids with their Instagram and their selfies and now they 're carrying around the, the round uh, light, round light, the circle light right the kid they know the kids know about lighting now now, but when you were a child, did you was there a movie or a TV show or some music or something that that struck you that just you were like i mean like the, the, I know as a kid my The first movie I saw With my my stoned hippie uh, Cousin babysitters Was the movie Tommy By Ken Russell So here I am Eight years old The first movie I see In a theater Is Ken Russell's Tommy
1: Is I that
0: mean, the one with the who? The who And that's so psychi- That
1: scared the crap it's out of me When I was a psychedelic, kid
0: psychedelic Yeah But was there anything That was just so when colorful When he goes or... in that
1: sarcophagus With all the needles yep, That scared yep. the crap out of the me The Iron now, Maiden
0: With the Yeah Yeah now, was was there anything that that a TV show, maybe something animated? Wait, like, wait,
1: wait! So you're telling me that the Who's Tommy
0: was the first one.
1: is responsible for you being the person that you are today? Almost oh, definitely.
0: I mean, <laughs> Anne Margaret is Anne Margaret is a lot like my mother. Wow. Yeah. Do you think it's alright to leave the boy with cousin Kev? You know,
1: it's funny. In terms of films, because I guess I've always Plus been my very, name is
0: Tommy. Indeed, that so just me that indeed, really did fuck me it. up. Uh,
1: in in terms of films
0: or well, something even animated cartoons as a kid. Well, what I have made so you so many. visual? What made so, you so visual? I always
1: loved that stuff. I don't know. Um, when we moved to Brazil, Yeah. we brought three VHS tapes with okay. us. Okay. Nobody even had a VHS player yeah. then, you know, yeah. this is right after Betamax. And yeah. so we moved to Brazil, mom and dad got a VHS tape. Cutting edge. Thing. And the three, <laughs> the three tapes that they brought were, the Bugs Bunny movie, okay, ninety minutes long, yep, all gold, yep, um, the best little whorehouse in Texas, okay, obviously starring Dolly Parton yep. and my personal hero Dolly and Burt Reynolds yep. and Dom DeLuise, yep, and I don't know if they brought it Dance. with us, but we somehow acquired the Black Stallion.
0: Oh, Mickey Rooney.
1: I watched that again recently and I was crying my eyes out. I was just mm. crying and crying my eyes out. Was that I don't think it was Henry Thomas who was the star. That was the other boy. I
0: think it it wasn't it Henry Thomas. No, no, no. It
1: was the other the other one that looked exactly like Henry Thomas. Oh. Anyway.
0: Oh, but I would, I do remember. I do remember that.
1: And the the American embassy mm. or whatever consulate mm. had a um a, a, a cachet of videotapes For everybody yeah. to borrow oh, And my cool. sister and I Every week yeah. Borrowed Clash of the Titans Starring Harry Hamlet
0: Oh the world's Sexiest over man and alive over and,
1: over and over Burgess Meredith Yeah
0: um, Maggie Smith Lawrence <laughs> Olivier Ursula Andress Indeed yes. Indeed so.
1: so And of course
0: The amazing what The last movie To feature The amazing Stop motion effects Of Ray Harryhausen House. Really? That was his last last hurrah. I
1: still, you know, when they when they remade the films, I was really pissed off that there was no Boobo.
0: They had him for a split second as a throwaway cameo. Did you see it?
1: Uh-uh.
0: Yeah, at one point they. Oh, he, I was too
1: busy being angry. They handed
0: him the mechanical owl as a as a, and he was like, "Oh, I can't, I'm, I can't take this. is too much, too heavy to take. I could throw away."
1: It's got wings. It, it can take a, care it of itself. It was its a self. throwaway
0: cameo just to shut fans up.
1: Bullshit.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, it was. Yeah. Anyway, I
1: mean, like you know. I loved Xanadu. Yeah. I loved all of that disco era stuff. Yeah. Like, growing up uh, in, what in New kid, York... What
0: kid didn't have the Grease soundtrack,
1: though? I mean, you know, uh, my my nights were spent watching all the dance shows yep. on television solid I mean, gold know, New York I wanted to be a solid gold dancer so bad oh my god which if you know me as an adult you know my my history in the last 25 years you, it makes complete sense it does
0: make complete sense I mean sense. there's, there's, there's no gold be, to me that you're not a friend of that's what I was
1: about to say you know, <laughs> like, I mean, if I could be covered in glitter every single day dancing a disco I would and I often am yeah I mean, why not? I love it. And as like we were talking it. about before we started recording, it, there, was a, it, there was a dark time in the late 70s. You know, the gas, the, there was the, the, the gas crisis was on. People yeah. were very upset. You know, um, mechanization was taking away American mm-hmm. jobs. And people turned to the levity of disco
0: yeah. to yeah. just
1: dance it off and have yeah. a great time. Yeah. You know, and it welcomed people of all backgrounds. Yeah, well,
0: disco came from a very black. Uh, Hispanic gay uh, culture came from the underground, and then um, and that's why the backlash, I think, was so heavy against disco. After a while, the the was because of its apologies. whatever one uh, baseball uh,
1: game with one fatuous win. Yeah, and there yeah you but have
0: that's but then then sadly that's the you know people people just it was such a backlash. I don't think it was a backlash against the music. I think it was a backlash against the blacks, Hispanics, and gays. And of course, the AIDS crisis came and put a fucking stop to everyone's party. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is what it well, is. Well, the party
1: came back in the nineties. I remember teasing jerry kelly mercilessly because he was doing these Studi- disco disco Studio revival 54 mm-hmm. in the early 90s yeah and um i was like why are you playing that disco music you know the 70s ah, everything was orange and brown He's yeah <laughs> yeah with his famous lisp and that spray that always comes out of his mouth yeah. i used to call him irish spring at, at <laughs> LA. but um he was like allegra what you don't understand Is that everything is cyclical. It goes in twenty year increments. So in the seventies there was a fifties revival, which is how you had Greece. And And in the nineties, there's a seventies revival, which is how we have this skull. And twenty years from now, there will be another revival of the nineties, and you will be sickened again (laughs) because your own (laughs) music will be back. And flash forward, here we are. Yep. It's twenty nineteen and he's absolutely right, the nineties are back.
0: Yeah, well, we, the ages. Damn, just but Jerry common.
1: Kelly with the truth. Um, the last
0: time I saw him, I was with a, um, I mean, uh, 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 let's just say a, a male dancer. I don't want to use the word escort, because, you know.
1: But as if, long as you don't say they, it yeah, out loud. If, if they, they can- do not say it out loud.
0: Listen, I'm not going to carry my luggage, <laughs> but he was funny because he handed me $100. And I was like, what's this for? And he goes, oh, for your date.
1: Oh, Aww, I thought he requested a song by Will Smith.
0: You would think. No, he gave me a hundred dollars. I can't remember for what I, he was like, go get two drinks. And I was like, this is more than enough for two drinks. He's just he was just what, always very like generous. The, the
1: Scots that costs a bunch of money?
0: Maybe. But he was always very generous. That was nice. Always a good guy. Oh God.
1: So yeah, I did lights everywhere. Yeah. Vegas, Europe, South America. I built a shadow lounge in South America and Venezuela. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm an old, I'm an old lady when it comes to that stuff. But but now, I love it.
0: Yeah. But now, and now you have found love, and you want something ironic. I feel sometimes. I
1: bulldozed a few men along the way. Yeah,
0: well, that's a good. One. I
1: hope they're all listening. I'm that's still fond. Bulldozed is of you. a good
0: word. I was. It's a good euphemism. My thing today, I had all the windows open and the music playing, and of course, you know me. guys you know me. Where I was this morning, I was on the can, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear through the window, um, like, and it's been a year. My ex-husband's voice going, hey, homo says what? And I'm like, hey, what? And I'm like, Jesus, he's got bad timing. And he's the only thing. Or he
1: knows exactly when to
0: come. Yeah, when I'm on the can. And I was like, well, I'm not going to have him come through the bathroom window like Joe Cocker. So I just told him. I was like, and I laughed. We laughed. and And I thought to myself, Jesus, you know, I haven't talked to him since last Christmas when he changed the locks. Which,
1: well, what the hell
0: does he want then? Uh, well, t- t- see, it's, it's, it's the holidays. He just comes around like a stray cat. But it's like that's like the, the Wham song they forgot to record last Christmas. When I changed the locks, I thought I'd never see you again. But here you are while I'm taking a <laughs> shit, looking through the window. You're gonna have to work.
1: You're gonna have to work a little bit on the poetry of
0: that. Um, yeah. Well, I think if George Michael was still alive, we could probably um, put something together. Poor but um, no, it's just so funny, and I think that we probably would have. It, it, it's it had to have been hard for him. He's like married now with three kids and we're friends. You know,
1: mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's 2007 it's been, but we're still so friendly. But I thought about it and I was like, thought about how hard it must have been for at that time, I was at like the height of my Shelly Novakness. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on pirate radio, I was on like, and this is all the armpit of show business, but pirate radio, I love pirate um, radio. the local press, um, the, the local uh, TV channel Whammy, uh, Door of How hard it must have been to have like ropes closed on him, drinks handed everybody but him, for him to be Mr. Shelly Novak. How hard that must have been for him. Really? You know what I mean? No. I kind of feel bad. I felt bad that like don't you're... feel
1: bad for yeah, people. You do. Do not feel bad for people. You know. Well, you know. Especially now, for the first time in my life, to I'm... have
0: to be pushed aside to get to me is was. Just, I'm I must...
1: involved.
0: Yeah.
1: As a married lady. Yeah. For the person who's more famous than I am, and you know, how fucking tough that is.
0: It's difficult.
1: It's literally the weirdest thing to come to Miami, where I am, as we all know, so beloved. And then people are falling over themselves to embarrass themselves in front of Jared.
0: So they're not saying, Who are you first?
1: I mean, they're happy when I arrive because they know if he's with me. And it's very funny. And trust me, you know, asterisks have been put by certain people's names.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, if I hadn't seen you for a decade, I'm not going to push you out of the way to get to your husband from Chernobyl. Big deal. I mean, not a big deal. I love you, Jared. But I'd be happy to see my friend of 10, 20 years.
1: Well, you know, the whole thing makes Jared very uh, uncomfortable and embarrassed. But, you know, there are places that I just love to to go to. So I'm never not going to go to them. But, yeah... Before that, though, everybody was Mr. Allegra, yeah. and some of them had a harder time with it than others. Yeah. I've always liked smart guys, yeah. and sometimes they tend to be shy. Yeah. They're not used to yeah. the you know yeah. me knowing literally 90 percent of the people in yeah. the room and having very, very, very detailed backstory. all a, it, it takes
0: a strong man to, to be both a strong woman.
1: It takes a strong man to be Mr. Riggio. It's true. Yeah. And it's funny because when I make the hotel reservations sometimes I put them under my name because I'm the one making them. Yeah. And then everybody calls Jared Mr. Riggio which he loves. Yeah. I'm like how does it feel to be the whitest, reddest haired, bluest eyed, most freckled it's, Italian <laughs> in American. In the room. <laughs> uh, no. No. Jared's got a great um, uh, sense of you know personal strength and yeah. not everybody did. And I do joke. Oops. I do joke about no. uh leaving bodies in the dust, but it yeah. is kind of a true story. I am friendly with just about everybody. Yeah. though.
0: But it's kind of I don't know, if it's just Rude I can't think of another word It's just a little rude Well
1: maybe I, I have been known To be insensitive
0: And what do, th- what do they think Your, your <laughs> husband's gonna say Oh my god I'm so happy You're ignoring And pushing my wife Out of the way Let me be your best uh, friend yeah No he's,
1: no, let, he's let me not put, put you in my movie But you know what You gotta be careful Like I told him Ever since you know, Chernobyl Really hit Now Jared's been working Professionally yeah. as an actor For a very long time Yeah But since Mad Men He's yeah. been on a, Like an ascent Yeah And the shinier His star gets mm-hmm. The more creepy People get and mm-hmm. less couth people tend to have, yep. which is yep. weird because he is yep. British. Yep. You know, you would think people would pull themselves together a little bit in yep. front of yep. the British. Yeah. yeah, no. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, what at me as a yeah. drag queen? I'm not knocking it because I love the public and I love that the fact that I'm working so much like I am. But inevitably mm-hmm. there's always somebody who comes up and like gives you that like hug or they will kiss you. Because they feel like they can do it because they... Because I give off warmth and I'm like, I'm a lovable guy and I'll hug and kiss him back, but a lot of times it's just like, it's just weird. It's like,
1: what you need is a sign that lights up at night. Do not,
0: no, no, I don't, unless Shelly invites it. No, I totally, unless she
1: pays you for it. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I love it, but
1: no, but the world is so weird and especially with Jared. Now, I am as Intuitive mm-hmm. As a psychic I yeah. don't know I'm like Guinan On yeah. on um, Star Trek The Next Generation I can see things Before they happen
0: Yeah And your ears Are a little a pointy A mile away your ears are a little pointy A little teeny tiny bit A little bit I, like, can, see,
1: I can see Bullshittery Coming at me Through a brick wall yeah. Like the day before Yeah With my husband, I am extremely uh, careful Mm. if people want to pull out their phone and take a selfie with him. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about what you post online. A lot of celebrities just take pictures with everybody, and that person ends up being a white supremacist or something. And they can post any caption on it. And I know that I might be overreacting a little bit, but I don't think there is any such thing as overreacting anymore.
0: Yeah, no. You gotta um, people, listen, today it's like that. literally within two seconds that could be on some crazy website right. with a bunch of swastikas. Yeah, you don't awesome. know. You don't know. No, so... Trust me, yeah. I was fangirling my head off at Thanksgiving. Is it okay to yeah. say... We had Carol Kane and Judd Hirsch, two Oscar nominees. Legends! Legends and their... Living legends at the table and, I yeah, couldn't
1: was, I, 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 I'm so grateful I didn't talk about Taxi well, I just wanted I just, to talk about Everybody And I wanted scenes. to too I mean, I just,
0: What I mentioned to Carol Kane Was uh, how I've loved her And, what, and followed her career ah. Ever since Hester Street Which <laughs> made her light up Because how many people Remember the first movie She ever made That she was Oscar nominated for People You know They appreciate that But those I mean that, But that movie is just She's
1: like a that. magical creature
0: Yeah And I mean I'm she's, so grateful Yeah and, I, and what was killing me I wanted to be like Oh can I take a picture With both of you in it but they're I,
1: here for another month we should yeah, hang out with but
0: them but still I mean like I wanted to literally be, do, do, and then I, it would have been all over Instagram oh look at me in my taxi reunion but, yeah. but then like you know but why do that you know no one's going to no invite you back no one's going to invite you back for dinner if you turn it into best an Instagram way moment to become
1: a true perhaps you know local friend don't sleep of a somebody. celebrity is to not be that person and yeah. just be cool yeah. they actually they've been here a while they're shooting a film down here for mm-hmm. all of you who don't know Yeah, it's called I'm Mordecai yeah it's going to be great. I'm not going to say anything else about it. Yeah. Um, it's
0: got a wonderful director, Dahlia Hyman.
1: Dahlia Hyman is the producer. Why do I say Hyman? Am I, I just don't know. a
0: fucking misogynist? I don't What's know. wrong with me?
1: Dahlia Hyman, she's Dahlia the producer. Heyman. And the director, uh, it's uh, his father's story. I'm not going to say anything else about it.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. But they got but a good. they got a good producer, though. They
1: told me that. She's the greatest. Yeah. They told me at Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. that they've been here for like a mm-hmm. month and a half. And even though they're staying in a very nice yeah. hotel,
0: well listen I have They're me- lonely I have memberships For all the, all, every museum in town uh, well, We can take them To the museums For free If you want I was uh, not
1: Personally prepared Yeah For what an alpha male Judd Hirsch is It
0: was kind of sexy In a way He's too
1: 85 years old Taller than I was expecting And extremely
0: Eyes are intense. piercing Yes like, his, like I He was giving me advice On the way out the door Holding my hand Talking about something mm-hmm. His eyes were so piercing And mm-hmm. it just It came to My realization Here I am You know, Oscar nominee from ordinary people, Judd Hirsch, Taxi, Dear John, is shaking my hand. Independence Day. Independence Day, giving me this advice, which was sage advice, and I don't even remember what he said because I just was just mesmerized by those actors' eyes. eyes, Yeah.
1: Well, this is the thing: when you meet someone who's a real star, yeah, not one of these thick Instagram bullshit people. You meet someone who's a real star, you can understand Mm
0: -hmm. why they became a star. Yes. Because they have that thing.
1: That. Thing
0: That Hold on Let me do my James Mason You've got it You've got it Esther <laughs> And you've got it in spades Um
1: And Carol's and, such a magical creature And Carol
0: reminds me of anybody's like sweet aunt mm-hmm. I mean she's unassuming Humble And, and she looks friggin great
1: they, they both do She's I think Approaching 70 And yeah. he's 85
0: Yeah You wouldn't know it you wouldn't know from either one of them. Jared
1: as well, you know, of, yeah. of, of dubious age. Oh, but he, yeah, but he looks
0: good. Jared looks good. He lost weight, I noticed.
1: Well, he he wanted to.
0: Yeah. His doctor yeah. said that his cholesterol him, did, was a little high. Did so. they make him gain weight for Chernobyl?
1: No. No. But the lighting was yeah. intentionally yeah. bad Intend- in Chernobyl.
0: Yeah, they they wanted everybody
1: to look a little green. And and
0: green and it and was
1: a little bit like the Borg.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. They wanted it to be a By little, the way, the,
1: the lighting person, the yeah. lighting designer won an Emmy, I'm pretty sure. Like <laughs> yeah. across the board they won <laughs> Emmys. Except for the acting awards somehow we were
0: <coughs> Yeah, that still bothers Whatever. me. Whatever. <clears throat> Listen, if it makes you feel any better not slanding fourteen years, nobody won an Oscar.
1: It was a television show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but they had fourteen years. They had fourteen years. Are people still Unless talking about be- are still people does anybody remember Veronica Hamill and Hill Street Blues? No, they don't. I do. No, they do. They do remember you from Miss Hamill, Miss Veronica Hamill. We do remember you. Yeah. But in 14 years, they could have thrown a couple of enemies at Knott's Landing. One of
1: the great things about having Judd here was he was talking about the 70s like it was yesterday. And in my mind, yeah. I want to hang out there too. Yeah. He was talking about something. He's like, oh, what's that procedural's name? That cop procedural? And I went, Kojak! And he was
0: yeah. like, yes! And <laughs> I did it! Which, fun fact, Karen Fairgate, Michelle Lee's second <laughs> husband... His first TV show, when Kojak ended, they picked him up for Knott's Landing to play Mac McKenzie. That's right. That's right. So there you go. See? The 68. only man
1: who didn't cheat on his wife on yep, that show. Well,
0: although they were only ones. Yeah, the only one. They That's didn't right. cheat on each That's other. That's right.
1: Him and Joan Van Ack.
0: Yep. And let me tell you something. And it's funny how everything circles right back to Knots Landing.
1: You know, it's like uh it's like it's a cul-de-sac or something where if you just have a dog driving yeah. backwards like Florida dog. Yeah, Florida you know, dog. It just goes in circles Only and circles. In Florida. It goes circles, would circles, that in circles. Happens. that's right. That's
0: so funny, it's so true. It is true. Oh my gosh, what else? What else? What else I wanted to get out there that I wanted to see. You
1: were gonna ask me questions about Films. Influences. I did, and I
0: just and I we just went off on in a conversation instead. It always happens like that. It's fun. Is there a movie that always makes you cry every time you watch it?
1: A hundred percent of the time, I cry uh, at. Well, there's a bunch of movies. I mean, especially on planes. I'm always on planes. What is it with being on planes? They, crying they, in movies? they, they,
0: because they always put a dra- drama. Oh, it's all all drama.
1: Um, you know what? The first thing that pops to mind. What's the Brad Pitt film with uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins and Aidan Quinn? And it's uh, and and Henry Thomas. A river runs through it. A river runs through it. That came out in the theater probably around yeah. like my senior year of high school yeah. ish, uh, which was '93 yeah. yeah. It's in there. It's in that little area. I cried like openly yeah. five times in the theater.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, the first time, spoiler alert, when the youngest son passes away horrifically yeah. and yeah. in a very long death sequence, yeah. Of horror. Yeah. Uh, in World War, battling in World War One. Yeah. And it just keeps going and yeah. going. And there's always just something else. I, at that point, don't remember if I'd ever openly wept. Yeah. Ever. Much yeah. less at a movie. Yeah. And, well, at least in public. And um, so that is the one that yeah. always comes up to me. The second one, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. When Ewan McGregor's character.
0: Yeah.
1: Holds the dead sateen. Yeah. In his arms. Yeah. Where she, when she, uh, she succumbs to consumption. Yeah. And the noise that he utters
0: yeah.
1: is the true sound of ultimate suffering. God, and in that time, when yeah. I saw, I saw that in the theater with my mom and my sister, yeah. and I had gone through a horrific breakup yeah. with this guy, and my heart knew yeah. that noise. Yeah. And then Ewan McGregor sputtered and clunked it on screen, and I just it just opened my heart, and all of that sadness came out. Yeah, and I'll never forget that.
0: Yeah. It's fun. well, it's cathartic. Thank God for film to be like that. I always at the end of Breakfast at Tiffany's when, when George Papad and Audrey Hepburn are in the rain and the He's looking the cat, for the cat and the cat is in, in between them and they're crying and they're kissing and she's saying, "Oh cat, oh cat." Uh, it was. Oh, I'm starting to cry now. And they We're in the rain. It's just. It just does my heart good to know that the two New York Party girl prostitutes, a prostitute and a gigolo, could find love. Find the cat and maybe have a future. And And maybe
1: give the cat a name.
0: No, but when he shuts the cat cat and they're in the alley and it's raining out, I ball every... I was in that freaking... Cemetery, watching the movie on the wall in L.A., you, you morbid motherfuckers. What was it, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery? Hollywood
1: Forever Cemetery. And I'm... Ball- There's no parking, I've never I'm been. I'm bawling
0: my eyes out, and all the hipsters are looking at me like I'm insane, and I'm like, sorry, but this, this scene gets me every time, and I've seen it a hundred times, and it happens every time.
1: You know what? At the end of Imitation of Life... Oh,
0: yeah, gosh. The funeral? Lana
1: Turner... Um, it's of Turner, right? Yeah, yeah. And, Juanita uh, Moore. Juanita Moore.
0: Susan Conner and, as the daughter.
1: And then Sandy, Sandra Dee. Yep. Yeah. Yes, of yeah. course, the, the funeral scene. Yeah. Uh, Is
0: it Mahalia Jackson, I believe? Yes. Oh, forget it. Good grief. You'd have, to be no. made, you'd have to be made of stone. With the
1: daughter who can pass for white, yep. screaming for her mother.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean we've all had issues with our parents yeah. no matter how much yeah. you love them and no yeah. matter how much they love sure. you we've all had issues with our parents sure and that's just I mean I, I think I saw that for the first time yeah on TV yeah in the late 80s yeah back when you know on
0: TCM probably yeah, yeah.
1: Probably, I love yeah. TCM yeah when TCM was it TCM or American Movie Classics
0: probably one of those two because whichever one premiered
1: first it was it was around it was AMC, 93 probably it was around 93 probably AMC one of them I literally stayed up yeah. without drugs yeah. or anything yeah. for, like, two weeks straight and just watched everything. Because yeah. they used to play old movies um, on weekends mm-hmm. uh, in Staten Island when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I would watch. Yeah. And that's probably one of the reasons that I, you know, one of the reasons I don't take guff from yeah. people. Yeah. And also, I used to be famous for slapping people in public in Miami back in the day. Oh,
0: really? You were a little, yeah. Like a little Joan Crawford. And
1: when Joan Crawford, Betty Davis, <laughs> Barbara Stanwyck... Um, <laughs> You know, I, and also I learned how to, like, when I was like a casual smoker, I learned yeah. how to smoke by watching Betty Davis, who... Yeah. She knew how to smoke. Mm-hmm. She knew how to keep, you know, her, her secondhand smoke away from people mm-hmm. unless she was blowing it in your face and then you can On tell if she liked you or, or she didn't like you. Yeah. It was an artful way of doing it. So yeah. I, I learned a lot from those films. And did you know
0: Susan Conner who played the girl uh, who was black but passing for white in *Imitation of Life?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Her dad was a very famous uh, Hollywood agent with the last name Conner but he married the... From, please, I hope I'm getting the name right. The, the Peter Tovar. Mm-hmm. Lupita Tovar was most famously... Uh, she was a Spanish actress, Mexican actress. Mm-hmm. But most famously, she was the female lead in the um, Spanish version of Dracula that they filmed simultaneously. Uh, at, they would film it at night while they filmed Legosi in the daytime. Mm-hmm. So her mother was this striking, striking uh, raven-haired beauty. Mm-hmm. So that's where she got her exotic looks from. Sure. But, um, but yeah, that movie... And uh, Cinema Paradiso, if you've mm-hmm. ever seen mm-hmm. it, oh yeah! Oh my God, when he comes back and he, he finds the rope, I'm not gonna listen. This is where I'm not gonna spoil. Not many people have seen this one, so I don't I'm not gonna spoil it. Was a I know, but a lot of people they don't. They, I think it might be on Netflix. The, the last, the last reel of this movie. If you don't cry, you're you're made of stone. Such a great movie. What about Life
1: is Beautiful? Yeah. When he's being taken away, and yeah. he's trying to show the kid that everything's gonna be fine, yeah. and he's marching yeah. in the end as if he's yeah. making fun of the yeah. the storm. And keeping. he got so
0: much guff after when the PC police nowadays—they came after that movie with the the the, the, the PC. It's not funny. It's not the. It's like you know, I don't know, man. That movie, it's just, it's, it's just.
1: It's the beauty of. Good art. And, and it
0: could be need car- any. A catharsis from things. It can
1: be any medium. Yeah. Like when Chernobyl really hit, yeah. people were shocked. Even the HBO people were really shocked. And I told everybody, I said, I've been saying, I've said it before, and I will say, say it, it again. again. The point of good art is to create discussion.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: And especially if it entreats to your emotional sensibilities, yep. if it unlocks some sort of tiny little box that you hold in the back of your heart where all of, you know, where, where all of your, your your darkness lives. Yeah. If you yeah. somehow hear a song and that unlocks yeah. it and it comes flooding back and then you yeah. experience it or yeah. if you watch a film or whatever you do, you see a painting, you know, that's the point of art, which is why um, nefarious people want to kill arts and culture around the world. Oh, that's the, the first world.
0: thing they go after is comedians. Right, right now, comedy is a minefield. I find myself changing my act to... Self-deprecating humor, because if I talk on any other topic, people are triggered, or they say, how can you talk about that? And a lot of times I tell them, you know why? Because it's my truth. If I want to make an AIDS joke, it's my truth. Mm -hmm. If I want to make a cancer joke, it's my truth. Mm -hmm. If I want to make a joke about molestation, guess what? It's my truth. I'm going to fucking tell jokes, because it's my truth if 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 it's not your truth then you have no right in saying saying something if you're not sure. if you're not Jewish and you're making holocaust jokes then then you don't you have no right to do so but if it's your truth i feel you have the right to say what you want to say sometimes it's cathartic and like you said, it opens up discussion. Sure.
1: Look, hey, I was I was hosting a very popular comedy night on of all nights Monday yeah. in the valley yeah. at a dump. And every <laughs> single full. Monday was packed yep. and I made a choice that I wasn't going to do political humor. Yeah, because I'm personally sick to death of it. Yeah, and it's not because it's, I don't have political opinions. No. and it's not because I'm not informed.
0: Yeah, well, I, I couldn't tell those jokes because I'm not funny at those jokes per se. My jokes are more toilet and bathroom and sex humor. Well,
1: enough. you know, my stuff is. I like to do things that are, you know, something that happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. Something that happens, to, you know, to the Mexican lady who you know, you know, works in domestic mm-hmm. servitude. Something that yeah. happens to the white supremacist douchebags we even makes fun of or hates fellow white people. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets stuck in traffic. Yeah. And everybody so, hates it. So right. I want to talk about that because I think it unites people and I like to see everybody laughing.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and I try I try to keep politics out of it. But when yeah. I when it uh, I, I do have a, a like a, a line in the sand that when I cross, mm. I cannot be responsible for what yeah. comes out of my yep. mouth.
0: Laughter is the best medicine. Um, Absolutely, I, I, you know, and laughter so, heals your heart. And you know, and there's been sometimes, sometimes I've done some off-color jokes where the room just killed. Because, like, he's into it, and, you know, that's just how it is. I
1: think you're hilarious, and anybody who doesn't get it can fuck up.
0: Yeah, well, it is what it is.
1: You heard it here first, people. (laughs)
0: But sometimes, listen, but like anything, sometimes the jokes don't land, and I put them in the the column of jokes that don't land, and I know not to do them again, but I know which jokes do land.
1: Melissa Villasenor is a player on SNL. Such a genius. And I think she's extremely underutilized. Such a genius. And she tweeted the other day, that she bombed on stage. Yep. She went home to cuddle her cat and watch cartoons. Yep. And I was like, yep. bitch, yep. I have been there. Yep. If I had a cat again, yep. Yep. I would be sitting at home yep. watching the Bugs Bunny 90-minute movie.
0: Which would bring you right back to Brazil at that, nine, at nine right. years old.
1: But no, like personal heroes of mine, yeah. Bugs Bunny, yeah. absolutely. Sure. Half of my material is stolen from Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I always say, of course, you know this means war
0: <laughs> a million
1: times a day. Where
0: did you get Hilarity Will and Sue?
1: I just sort of made it up, and then some schmuck, douchebag, like rich hedge fund asshole in New York wrote a book called Hilarity Will ensue. And and He's like some like nightmare party person. Why
0: couldn't you have t- t- trademarked it? And everybody was it? like,
1: "That's Allegra's line." I'm like,
0: yeah. Oh, whatever, well, as long as they don't steal, I'll shave tomorrow.
1: Well, that's all you. You should trademark I that. I
0: really should. I should. Uh, there's a lot that I. You know, there's a lot that I should do. That I'm just not. F- like uh,
1: driven to do. Yeah, I'm, la- I'm, la- I'm
0: lazy. I'm-, <laughs> I'm lazy. I told you my favorite you know thing was what? napping.
1: There's nothing wrong with being lazy. I was watching Face. I was looking at Facebook today, and there's an Italian friend of mine from back in the day who I haven't seen in a million hmm. years. So I have no idea where he lives now. His name is Andrea D'Arigo, hmm. and he is having a big birthday coming up or something. Yeah. And so he's posting all of these pictures from the eons hmm. of people who have said yes to coming to his birthday party. And, I'm, I mean, he posted, like, maybe, two, I'm not kidding, like, 200 pictures. And they're all from back in the day in the 90s. That's so cool. This yeah. guy has a perma-smile. Yeah. And, of course, perfect teeth. Yeah. Because, you know, like, there's yeah. so many Italians in me, Like, tan, yep. gorgeous, oh. stylish, perfect teeth. Yeah. Every single picture, he has a huge smile on his face. And I, text, I wrote him back on his Facebook. And I'm like, there he is with the perma-smile. And I yeah. tagged him in it. And he's like, as always, allegra. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this, is, this is evidence of a man who is living his life. Yep To the best amount of his ability. Yeah. And it was beautiful to see, and it's because he has laughter and love in his heart. Yeah. And if you as a performer can bring that to people, fuck them if they don't get the joke.
0: That's all I try, honest to God. That's all. Like someone said, you know, who, by the way, I, I ran into uh, in Palm Springs. You were my son, You Springs! were there. You made Palm Springs happen. But David Marvel. Marvello, Marvella So talented And so successful And so handsome Super cute Super cute Uh, Everything down there Is agreeing with with him So keep it up He said to me Jokingly about how A a mutual friend of ours uh, When they said You know Oh you're you're still doing drag And and they said It's all I know how to do And at this point um, It's kind of become Bigger than itself It's all I know how to do so, but if I can use that to make people happy... But there's a
1: market for it.
0: Or have people come up to me and say, you know, 10 years ago you put me in a cab and it saved my life and I have no idea who they are. hmm You know, as long as they don't give me German measles, I'm okay with it. Because <laughs> you know, t- everybody's trying to kiss me like Gene Tierney and give me German measles. That's
1: such a sad story.
0: Oh, my gosh. But, so- yo,
1: like, you know, working in nightlife, you have the opportunity to cheer people up. Like...
0: Oh.
1: Oh, wait. Hang on. Somebody's at the door.
0: Wow, amazing. Weird. Hey. So, um, life in general, I mean, I just try to be a good person, and like, you know, when I was younger, I'm not going to lie, because I, I, I lived on my own, I left home when I was 16, I've always been on my own, so I've always kind of had to look out for myself, and in some ways, you know, you you, you can do some shallow, selfish things when you're younger, but now as an adult, I just try to be nicer, and and try to honestly just try to make people laugh and try to be nicer and, and just and now i'm like bono i don't need what i don't already have do you how do you feel about life right now in general what would be I've your been a words pretty of chirpy, wisdom
1: friendly person but i have zero time for anyone's bullshit yeah. i really have always been a yeah. uh, mirror and if somebody comes at me with aggression or negativity i give them back aggression and yeah. negativity yeah I do try to, as my girlfriend Lainey says, be the light. Mm-hmm. Be the light, Allegra.
0: Because you are the light girl.
1: Indeed. But, you know, when people don't deserve my kindness, they don't get it. Yeah. Period. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a middle-aged woman. I can't be magnanimous all the time.
0: Yep.
1: And if people aren't giving me the same, you know, kindnesses... Yeah. Then I don't give it back to them. But overwhelmingly, I spread joy. Yeah. I do good. Yeah. You know, I use my blinker in traffic where yeah. nobody else does. So like, you, I you do live my, by the
0: golden rule. I
1: do my best to do as good as I can, but I'm not here for anybody who's trying to use me or my loved ones for anything. Yeah. Don't act like I was born yesterday. Yeah. I was definitely not born yesterday. Yeah. You know, if you, if you give people a hand and they take the arm. Is it true? Mm-hmm. Like all of these cliches are true for a reason. Yeah. But when you are someone's
0: friend, they're going to know it. Like, for example, myself, I made mention of the Stars of Knots Landing uh, doing a dinner theater question and answer thing in Palm Springs. And uh, Allegra blinks her fingers like Barbara Eden. Next thing you know, we're in Palm Springs. Uh, hand in hand with the cast of Knots Landing So cute Things of that nature So basically I can say for, uh, in, for myself and for a lot of people You are a life changer You are a lovable person You are one of the best friends a person could have You've changed my life dramatically for the better and when I get a phone call from you, I know it's going to be something super fucking amazing, even if it's just come bring me trash uh, bags <laughs>
1: and, and
0: some ibuprofen. I
1: really needed those trash bags.
0: Well, listen, anyways, I just wanted to say no, thank you. I appreciate that. But thank you're you.
1: a nice person. You've always been a superstar. I'm trying to you're, be nice. You deserve people to be nice to you because you're, you do good for everybody. Yeah, I'm trying so.
0: to be nice, and I just, you know, I just want people to just, I say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it on the Pollyanna speech. Maybe, <laughs> I think you should. I'm going to do the Pollyanna speech. I think and then you it. Get, I... Not after what happened to me, Gary, okay? All right? I want to be able to send money in the mail. I want to be able to keep my kid on the lawn. I want to be able to keep my car door locked. I don't want the world to be rose-colored. I don't want to wear rose-colored glasses. I want the world to be rose-colored. I want people to be nice. Nice should be the norm, Gary. It's true. There you go. All right. That was. I want
1: people to be nice too. But have you ever driven in traffic anywhere?
0: Oh no no! I'm in the back of the Uber, um, stinking the car up of weed. I'm
1: trying to be nice. I'm trying to be the light all the time. It's I was hard. Dropping not up in traffic. There at the airport. Not in LA traffic. And I could not stop screaming, "Move it, bozo!"
0: Oh, you can't drive in LA traffic. That's your problem. I was here too. Well, well, traffic anyway. You're not good at. Anyway,
1: um, but- the take-home, uh, avid listeners, is just be nice for
0: yeah. bucks. Just be nice for fuck's sake. And do
1: what you love because yeah. it keeps you young.
0: Yeah. All right. Good deal. Well, thank you so much for finally doing the podcast.
1: <laughs> Sorry, it went over.
0: No, I don't know. No, it's, no, 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 no. No, I didn't ask any of my normal questions but because we didn't really have to. We yeah. to. Well, I do that. I usually have a list because people uh, don't always... People. Uh, Well, not all good conversationalists, you know, and sometimes people think, listen, I'm like Judd Hirsch. People get starstruck, (laughs) all right? You'll look in my beautiful eyes and forget everything that I said. But I want to say thank you so much for being here on Shut Up and Listen with Shelly Novak, Allegra Riggio, my favorite housewife of Beverly Hills, the coolest one. You are a life changer, and um, all I can say is good knots lending to you. Good
1: knots lending to you. Good knots
0: lending to you. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you.